Hello, welcome back. Rootedly made. So happy to have you here right before the Christmas weekend. So let's see what we are going to doodle today with our want to draw. Looks like it is Jake from State Farm. Oh my gosh, as a wizard. Some of these prompts, man. I don't know. These people. <laughs> Jake from State Farm. So I got to figure out the current Jake or the previous Jake, because I know there have been two. No, oh, I think I'll do the current Jake, because I think he's had the most interactive. Um, see, with the Kelsey mom at one of the games recently or something. I think that was in the news. So sorry, Jake, if I don't do you justice as a wizard. So let's see. <laughs> Oh, gosh. So today I want to talk about um, kind of like who inspires you um, either historically or currently um, different creatives, different artists. I have a, a couple, a few. Of course, I've met some wonderful artists recently um, that are just huge, just motivators, inspiration. They support me and knowing them personally now is just tremendous. I love that. But as an artist and an illustrator and thinking about how I want to evolve and looking back at some work and like, man, I just connect with that. There's a couple, there's a few that I just gravitate towards. And it's just so funny to try to break it down and figure out why I like their work so much. So I wanted to talk about that and trying to figure out how that happens and why that happens. Maybe just talking through the reason how that happens and why that happens would be something um, kind of beneficial for you to either, if you don't have anyone that helps you get inspired or maybe gives you some ideas for style and stuff. Maybe that would be a way for you to start investigating, you know, some things. So one of the first people that I, I don't know what it was in particular, but it was called the Bear Dance. And this was years ago. I mean, decades, decades ago. I loved this picture of the black bears dancing in a forest in a circle and they were standing upright and their arms were like out and they were holding each other's hands. And there were other bears around acting more like bears, but it was by William Holbert Beard. And I just loved that picture. And I always want to create animal drawings with animals doing things like humans. And so um, anthropomorphic, I think is what you would call that, or personification Either one of those terms, I've looked them up before trying to figure out like what is the most meaningful for that kind of drawing or uh, creation. And I just feel like watching animals talk to one and interact with one another, kind of like Richard Scarry-ish, where they're driving cars and they're having conversations and they're, you know, in a little town. And I just... I don't know. There's something so engaging and wonderful and magical and whimsical about that. And 
it makes you feel, it makes me feel, I should say, just a huge connection to um, either what they're feeling or expressing or wearing or their um, kind of personality or their emotion. I just connect with it so much. I just love it. And I see that all the time. I mean, that type of approach to animals, it's all over the place. You know, right now, if you get a greeting card, a Christmas card, animals wearing Christmas sweaters, for example, that's huge. And it's just so sweet and endearing and cute. But William Holbrook Beard's work of animals really in their natural habitat, but acting like humans is just magical to me. And the tones that are used in the art and the colors, the deep richness. There's a Santa, the sleigh that is just gorgeous. And I just love all of those pictures, like all of them that were created. So as an artist, I really look and love at all of that body of work. And um, that's been a big inspiration on like how I want, I mean, I'm not a realism artist. I don't draw and doodle, even though this is, I'm trying to make, you know, Jake look like Jake. Um, ultimately, I think there is a little stylization to my stuff. And so... I just appreciate and love the realism of William's work. And I um, just love it so much. And it does inspire me just to take it in my own way and still have that connection to that. So that's one of the artists that I have been inspired by and I love looking at. And I have that print somewhere. I, I did. I've had it, I had it for a long time of the bear dance. And it's just one of my favorites. Another artist that um, is no longer with us, but I absolutely love, and I know lots of artists and art directors loved her, uh, is Mary Blair. Um, I think I spoke about wanting to be a Disney artist when I was growing up. I just was taken by the illustrations and the fact that it would take year it would take years to to draw a cartoon and understand animation but to see her texture and artwork and color combinations the shapes the simplicity but the connection that you would have to her work was just um and still is it just means so much to me and i just it very nostalgic because i grew up in the 70s and her stuff was in the 60s and 70s and it's just that old school love i just connect with it so so deeply and i love my daughter's got me um her book um or it's a book um written recently illustrated by Brittany Lee, who is a Disney artist and uh, is able to really replicate a very similar feel. She does a lot of paper art, which was outstanding, but you still get that enduring, timeless, yet modern feel of Mary's color combinations and shapes and just the simplicity and the love of it. I love that book. 
I just, it's beautiful to hear and read her story through it and have that deeper connection with someone that I've just admired for so long. Um, I want to be as brave as her with her colors. I love one part of the book talks about how she was combining colors that nobody did before. And it was just so refreshing. And that is so, it's so cool to stick to your guns. Like, nope, this is what I want to see and making it work. I mean, I've been through color theory for college and for in design and in home decor and actually when I was in school I was in modeling and so I remember learning you're spring you're summer you're fall you're winter and all of those things um so just color has always been part of something that I've been interested in in some sort of shape or form in any career I've had or part of my life and I love being able to like look at a color and see the colors in it. I know that's so strange to say, but I, I feel like I have an intuitive way. Okay, I see this red and I can see there's a blue undertone and I can see that this is a cool red. Whereas I can see another red and I can see the yellows and the warmth of it. And that's a warm red. I am able to just feel that and see that in color. And I love that. And it's just fascinating to me to see Mary's work and see how, you know, she combined things that were unexpected. And it's still, it's a fresh view on color combinations and illustration to this day. And then how incredible to have that career and that ability and that opportunity to create like that. Lily's over my shoulder saying hi. So another artist that I have loved for decades, uh, even before my daughters were born, and she is still with us. And I have never got to meet her in person, but I just love Mary Inglebright. I have loved Mary Inglebright and her snarkiness and her stance on everything uh, from the sweet and, and, you know, lovely little children's designs and funny puns and sayings to her uh, Mary Ingle Dark series to uh, the things that she stands for uh, culturally and just her voice. And I have friends. I know people who have met her and got to spend time with her. And I'm super jealous but I love all that she's done. I remember being in Dallas in the 90s and there was the, um, I think it's the gallery is at the mall that had that Mary Inglebright store. And it was like, oh my gosh, it, there's no store like that anymore. But I I know it was, it's, it's a look all her own, just sweet, whimsical, I love how she draws with the marker and the pencils and she shades and she's it's just colorful and darling. And I just love Mary Albright. I just always have. And I think I always will. And I am so inspired by everything that she does and love everything. I love everything that she does. So she's a current artist um, that... I love, and that style is just so her, I can see it and just, I still have all my home companion magazines when she had the magazine out from the first issue to the last. I just, I loved everything that she did. I love her black and white checker borders. Um, 
it also reminds me of like Mackenzie Childs, which, which I'm going to still attribute to Mary Englebright because that's who I saw do it first. And with the cherries and just the, the fried egg flowers and just, I love her so much, so, so much. So um, I'm looking at a quilt, a little lap throw that my daughter's gave me for Christmas years ago. And it has the phrase, you know, life is a chair of bullies. And it's got the little girl with the chair and all the bowls stacked on it, which was kind of like one of her first cards. That's like one of the first things that she did because she misheard uh, that little saying and uh, thought she should illustrate it. And I just, I don't know. I, I love her so, so much. So uh, she still inspires me. And um I know I have uh, written her and she has signed things and written them back to me. And to thank her, I made her little earrings. <laughs> Just um, really appreciate her her tone and her um, her art. And still, she has cool stuff out in the world. And uh, I love it. I love it. I love being inspired by her. And then, like I said, there's just so many new artists that are out and that I've had the opportunity to meet and I'm inspired by the things that they're doing and trying and creating. And I would love to know people that you're following and why they're following, you're following them and why you're inspired by them. Artists from um, the past and, you know, why you love their work and what it is you know, it's, I love learning about new artists. There's just so much out there to, to discover and to be introduced to and to look at in a new way. I think that was one of the reasons why I am super excited about like attending museums and galleries and seeing work because I didn't grow up with that around me. And I didn't have the opportunity. That wasn't something our family did. And it didn't, get to go to anything like that. I remember going to art shows at uh, Bob Evans Farm. We had a field trip to Gallipolis and we had, it was an art show. And I remember going to each one of the booths and I was just like, I think my mouth was hanging open. I just couldn't believe all the art. And like, there were these carved eggs and there were miniature scenes inside the eggs. And I can remember, I think it was 12, 12 or 13 years old. And I'm talking to the artist and asking about them and just on and on and on. And I walk away and go to another booth and was talking to whoever. And some of the classmates that was with me, they were behind me and they're laughing. And I didn't know anything. I didn't think anything of it. And they're like, Tracy, those girls after you were mocking you at that booth. And they were just going, you know, pretending on and on and on how interested you were. And I'm like, I don't care. But I still remember thinking, is that odd that I was so interested at this age about how they made those and asking them questions and wanting to know? Maybe it is at 12 years old, like you're not supposed to care or you know, want to understand how something is made. You're supposed to just like <laughs> and walk away. And I don't feel that I was weird about that. And I was painting faces a couple weeks ago at an event. And there was this young girl and she came walking through. And I had seen her when I was setting up. So I 
figured she was with like a parent or someone at the booths. And so um, it was busy. I had kids, I was painting faces like the whole day. And so she walked through a couple of times and I saw her and I made eye contact. I'm like, hey. And so eventually I had like a little bit of downtime and she walked through again and she sat down and I said, would you like your face painted? You know, because it was free. And she said, yes. And I said, I saw you walk through earlier. I said, are you here with a vendor? Are you here with like a parent? And she goes, I am a vendor. And I said, what? And she said, yeah, I made bracelets. And my mom is a vendor and I'm a vendor too. And I'm selling my bracelets here today. And I said, really? That's amazing. And she was like 11 years old. And I and I said, what would you like me to paint on your face? And she goes, you pick. I, I like it all. And so I started to paint our reindeer or no gingerbread man on her face So because she didn't care. And I'm like, OK, we'll do this. So we're talking about her bracelets and she's asking me about my art and then what I do for a living and how I make art and drawing and just asking all of these like questions that weren't just surface questions, you know, about color and how I, you know, what do I do with my art and how how I, you know, use my art, you know for communication and just all of this stuff. And I was really impressed by just how interested she was. And it reminded me of that situation where I was at this art show and asking these questions. And then I was told by kids my own age that that was strange. And I just told her, I said, I hope you continue to show great interest in your art and that you pursue what you love, keep making things and putting it out in the world. She was so excited to have someone like encourage her. And it just warmed my heart so much to think that she's going to walk away feeling like that was a great conversation to have another with another supportive adult and that she'll continue to pursue what she loves. And I hope that she never forgets that conversation. Cause I mean, I was being totally honest and I love that her parent was there with her and supporting her. And she came back a few hours later and she was like, I sold 12 bracelets so far. She was so excited. I was so excited for her. And I just, I love that. I just love that whole interaction. And I just was so excited for her. And so Violet, if you're listening, which I don't think you will be, I just am so proud of you and loved meeting you. And I hope that it was a great day. And because I was painting after four and the event ended at four. So I didn't get to see her because <laughs> I was still busy with kids until after the event was over. But just to be that positive light and to inspire others to have that chance to build them up and give them some guidance on what they can do to make things like work in a creative way. That's so important. So, you know, you may not get to meet your art idols out there. You may, you may be inspired by a historical figure it could be the way that they painted something, the way that they had uh, arranged something on a canvas. It could be their color combinations. Um, Estee McLeod, she does an amazing prompt every week with color, color a combo. 
Um, it's based on a piece of art existing out in the world, and she explains the artist and shares that. So if you're going to do any prompts, I would definitely follow a stay and do those to inspire whatever you're drawing. You could just use her color combinations. They're a lot of fun, but you can learn about so many great artists. You know, 52 weeks in a year, that's 52 new artists that you're going to learn about. So um, on Instagram and Facebook to follow those prompts by Estee. I'll put a link in the show notes so you'll see um, how to follow along those challenges. They're great. They're fun. Um, like I said, color combinations maybe you would have never used before, like Mary, and it'll inspire you to make something. So my poor little Jake is in black and white. I don't have his little red shirt on and his khakis, but... Um, He's definitely a wizard, <laughs> his little robe and hat. So I hope that you have a magical and wonderful Christmas and that you have uh, a safe holiday. And I have one more podcast for this year coming out, coming up soon, next week. So uh, maybe back talking about what those gifts were under the tree, any creative ones. We will uh, see, but be inspired, inspire others, support other streams um, because they are all brutally made and we all need one another to lift each other up. So take care. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. And I will see you before the year ends. Talk to you soon. Bye.